Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Right now. Here we go. The breaking news. The CFL Board of Governors votes unanimously to begin a shortened 14-game season on August 5th. How about that? We're going ahead. We're opening training camp. We're going to kick off August 5th. They're doing what's best for the league. They're doing what's best for the game. They're doing what's best for their players and staff. They're moving ahead. So bravo to them. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Welcome to uh, the second half kickoff, everybody. Producer Clark telling me that Justin Dunk is just logging in. So we will get to the uh, CFL Insider King in a moment. This has been a very fun show, obviously. Charleston Hughes just leaving the building now. He's signing the wall downstairs. That DuPont's got him down there. So I don't know when Darren's going to rejoin me. But holy smokes. Did Charleston Hughes just light a bunch of fires and just walk away? It's, it's what he does. It's what we do. Um, Craig Campbell watching in downtown Toronto. Or he might be in his home in the GTA. Says, uh. Quality segment with the sack master, Charleston Hughes. I mean, there's another thing that you got to watch when this season kicks off, and that is Charleston Hughes, 27 sacks away from being the CFL's all-time sack king. How can you not cheer for a guy like that? John Ohm, watching in Winnipeg. Ohm. Name change for the Winnipeg Jets and Moose Arena. The fans need to come up with a nickname for the arena and stick to that. Good call. It's my sixth point from the Quick Six, and that is they are changing the name of the arena in downtown Winnipeg to Canada Life Center from Bell MTS Place, which they called the phone booth Canada Life Center. I don't know. Moose has joined me here. What would be your nickname for the Canada Life Center? It's not exactly vibrant. The CLC. The CLC, yeah, we, I know, we I know, need I know. something, right? I Canada love, Life Center. I love, by the way, just ahead of Justin Dunk, who I also love. But you get in your car to leave from here in the sweatpants capital and drive to now the Canada Life Center because I've done it. Okay, do you know what the GPS says? Please drive 505 miles and turn right. <laughs> it's literally straight shot, right turn. It, that's what it is. There's no coming in over an overpass, exiting here, turning there. Please drive 505 miles and turn right, and you'll arrive at your destination. <laughs> okay. That's incredible. Do we have him? All right. Big day. Justin Dunk joining us here from 3Down. What do you got, man? Were you pointing oh, at the screen? Your buddy, Troy, Sober Athletic Wear, says we'll call it the defibrillator. <laughs> That's good. I really yeah, like that. that. It's not bad. Thank you, Troy. All right. Joining us from Three Dunk Nation, uh, Justin Dunk. And, Matt, have you stopped smiling, Justin, since the unanimous vote yesterday? And uh, happy days are here again? 
Honestly, it feels weird, Roddy. Like, to be talking about actual football after, what, over five or 600 days without it, it just doesn't feel quite normal yet. It doesn't, but I got over it fast, especially with Charleston Hughes sitting in here just dropping bombs. You see the quotes that he was dropping the last hour? Man, I love that guy. Straight fire. Let's get him the sack record, man. Give him whatever juice and energy he needs. I don't see any reason why he can't hit 27 sacks to become the CFL's all-time leader. What do you think? Me either, man. He's still going strong. At his age 27 for him, that could be one epic season or a couple mediocre ones for Charleston. Yeah, so the schedule came out today, and we've got fans from every team writing in here today. The Argos, I guess, play the Ticats four times. Fans of both teams are excited about that. The Lions are in here in week one. What struck you with the announcement of the schedule this morning? Anything stand out? Not really. I mean, we knew what week one was going to look like, Roddy. You had the Riders opening game against the BC Lions. To me, some of the intricacies that stand out, like let's say, for example, the Ottawa Redlacks don't play the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Key storylines there with Matt Nichols, the quarterback who was kind of with Toronto, obviously in 2020, but never played for them. And then Paul Lapolis, the offensive coordinator, going to be the head coach there. So we won't have that storyline in 2021 but a lot of factors here obviously with COVID-19 the Red Blacks have a bit of a funky schedule where they have some midweek games a Tuesday game I believe in a couple Wednesday games but got to do what you got to do to get football back on the field so at least we're talking about actual football. Hey JD how much are you hearing about roster sizes because that's you know we're talking to football guys and I was talking to a couple of guys uh, connected to the league yesterday and they're worried about injuries right guys haven't been in contact situations for you know a couple of years now it's it's starting to you know will that be a factor right more injuries will they increase practice roster sizes what are you hearing in that? Well, they're talking about initially how many guys are going to be able to bring to training camp, which I think will kind of get pared down to what you're talking about there, Dupe. So 100 was the initial number. I know there was some talk of cutting down to 75 because it could potentially save you some money in terms of the guys having to quarantine up here and the teams having to pay for that. So that's still being debated. It sounds like there's going to be expanded practice rosters and People are going to have to adjust, and I mean football people, their ready list for maybe guys that are in Canada, depending on what happens with the U.S.-Canadian border. What are the uh, hiccups the rest of the way? I mean, we know how the CFL operates. It's not probably entirely different than a lot of other leagues because there was no handbook in the pandemic. But, I mean, Charles just said, he's like, I don't know where training camp is, right? He just, <laughs> There's a lot of loose ends here left after the vote yesterday. So what needs to be tied up to get onto the field into training camp and then kick off August 5th? First of all, all those details, you know, need to get out to the players as it currently stands in the memo that we have up at Three Down Nation from Solomon Elamimi and the PA president is that all the players and, you know, coaches and the staffs are going to have to do a seven-day quarantine before they get to Canada, a seven-day quarantine when they arrive. Now, that might change because the CFL is trying to get the same NHL exemption that they had for the trade deadline. So potentially that gets truncated and smaller in size but in terms of the details overall it's going to be very much like 
NFL training camps. And the example I've been using is what we saw in hard knocks last year, where the players and coaches and personnel guys are going to convene for practices and they'll be on the field together. But outside of that, it's largely going to be zoom meetings. So as far as what they need to figure out is all of these logistics, man, like I was saying for a while, there's no season until travel is being booked. So that travel right now is frantically being put together staffs are being rehired on the business side on the football operations side even medical staffs training staff so all those types of things are going on right now and the timeline is shrinking for it but hey at least we're talking about football it seems absolutely frantic how could how couldn't it be right so many staff were laid off in all this and and i get it and i have faith that they're going to pull it off um there are a lot of people Insiders still saying, I'll believe it when I see it kick off August 5th. Uh, And I'm still kind of that way. I'm trying to be positive. But for all the reasons you just outlined, it's not going to be easy. There's no doubt. Um, How confident are you that they pull it off August 5th? I'm fairly confident. I know the timeline is short. There's some people that are worried about that. But the CFL wouldn't come out and say, yes, we voted and are going ahead with it and all of a sudden hit the pause button. It just wouldn't look good from a public relations standpoint. So my confidence is fairly high. I do think there are a lot of things that are going to be done on the fly. But on the flip side of that, and to be fair to the league, they've been talking with the provincial governments for a long time, the local governments in each city and even the federal government. So they have a rough idea of the framework that they're going to follow along. And I'll use the example of the Canadian Elite Basketball League. They had their summer series in Ontario and St. Catharines last summer. And I was down there and it was very simple. They followed the protocol. So as much as people kind of get lost in the details a little bit, you just have to follow the protocols as an individual. And the event, I think, can end up going off without a hitch. Now, that was a little different because it was just a tournament and there wasn't necessarily travel among different cities. But it was very smooth there. No one was panicked. You know, they, of course, were cleaning the locker rooms, cleaning the courts there. So it'll be very similar in my mind to what goes on for the CFL to operate. Wayne in Victoria asks, are there going to be any preseason games? How's this going to look when we get going here? No preseason games. We'll have the training camp, obviously, starting July 10th and then leading into the kickoff on August 5th, which will be the Ticats and the Bombers in Winnipeg. And to be quite honest, Roddy, one of the things that insiders were talking about, and you sort of mentioned it off the top of dupes, is are we going to have a lot of injuries or is the football going to be sloppy? I'll point to the NFL in 2020, right? They didn't have any preseason games. They did their training camps, and they had the highest scoring season in NFL history. Now, some people might tell you that was due to sloppy tackling, but I think up here we're not going to complain if there's a bunch of points being scored. So I think the combination of the athletes having the extra time off to really seriously rehabilitate their bodies, feel fresh for maybe the first time ever, in their football careers, because you think of it, in a normal season, you end it in November. You know, most teams are obviously earlier in that month than later in the month, but still, you kind of have a couple months of recovery. Then you got to get back training, and you might not be able to get your body really, truly, fully healthy again. So the fact that this year off has helped these athletes recuperate past 100%, like Bully by Mitchell talked about, you know, working on different sides of his body and really evening everything out, which he hasn't had time to do in a normal season. So I think, to be quite honest, I'm going to go against the grain. We could see a high caliber of football, especially offensively, because these guys have been in their playbooks and still training at a high level.
I was stunned at how efficient and crisp the NFL play was last year, beginning with week one, for all the reasons that you said. Very impressed. But they're pros. Probably shouldn't have been surprised. And I feel the CFL is no different. Viewers still uh, checking in with suggestions for the new rink, a nickname in Winnipeg, which has been renamed today the Canada Life Center. Chris in Toronto says, the money pit. What do you think, dupes? I could get into it. From Tacona Powell. Could you get into the rink? I could get into that. From Tacona Powell in Winnipeg, the CLC Center, Heartbeat House, the heartbeat of Canada. Not bad. Not bad. That's good. Not bad. Jen from the Four Seasons says, do we know how many fans are going to be allowed or at all? Saw the report on SportsCenter uh, this morning saying that they don't have any approval for crowd sizes yet in any venue across the CFL. So what do you know about that, Justin? They don't, but if we go around the provinces real quickly, right? Jason Kenney expects the stadiums to be at full capacity in August when the season opens. The BC Lions are hoping for 5,000 fans for their first game at BC Place when that occurs. In Saskatchewan, you know the provincial government there and Scott Moe are going to want to get as many people as they safely can get in Mosaic Stadium for when the riders open up against the Lions. So I would imagine that will be a solid capacity. Winnipeg President Wade Miller has been kind of quiet in terms of not putting a number out there for what he expects for the opener. But I would imagine that we'll see some sort of fans there at IG Field. And then in Ontario, it's going to be largely based on how quickly we can get into step three. But because the East team, and specifically the ones in Ontario, their schedules are front-loaded with those West games. And I think by the time Labor Day gets here, I believe it's Monday, September 6th, that we'll have a solid amount of fans in the stands in Ontario for the Ticats and Argos rivalry. Outstanding report, Justin. Uh, give a plug for three down, if you don't mind, to our viewers. You bet. Three Down Nation got all the goods there, Roddy. And I'll say one key thing in all of this, because the big thing to me, and I want to make sure I get this in there, in terms of the vote going from no in 2020 to yes in 2021, and there's been a lot of Argo bashing out there, so I feel like we got to even it out. Toronto President Bill Manning was involved with the Player Relations Committee. He wasn't in 2020. So I think the fact that one of the higher-ups with the Argos, one of the suits, we'll call them, was involved in that process with the players and really saw how it all played out, turned the tide there. So I just wanted to note that and get that little bit of news. I haven't put that out anywhere, so that's one just for you boys on the show. Outstanding stuff. I appreciate you coming on today, my man. We'll chat down the road. You bet, guys. Get ready for some football. Break out the rec laws. So, yeah, so nice to talk about it. Thanks, J.D. The CFL's number one insider, Justin Dunk from 3downnation.com, joining us from the Hammer. We're going to Vegas next. You're not going to want to miss this. Cameron Hughes joining us. I can't wait. I know, me either. It's the RP Show. Episode number 506 of Canada's daytime sports talk show continues after this. Game Plus Television, YouTube, and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio. For Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's a great day. 
24 hours into realizing that the CFL is going to play this year. We've had Charleston Hughes on today of the Toronto Argos. I don't want the Argos to get nervous, but we almost lost Chucky for the season. It's falling off the ladder? <laughs> yeah. So we had him get the marker here. We've got a bat like up in the rafters of the of the hallway we got these t- couple of banners brett lather's got one charleston Chucky. hughes has one and he had to sign it lather signed his what a year ago and so charleston's up there and he's he's a lot bigger than brett is so i'm holding the ladder it's wobbling there was one time it creaked i'm like if you fall like i'm not taking responsibility for you missing the season charleston thank heavens but he didn't yeah, he's light good. on his feet oh yeah so oh, speaking of light on his feet i was just showing charleston hughes a video of cameron hughes Last night at T-Mobile Arena. I was, Cameron. Let's go down to Sin City now as we cheer for Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. We're ready to roll. I just said to Darren, it's not the easiest interview with Cameron Hughes. It's literally like just go. Cam, go. Go. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? You tell me. How are you? Where are you from? Canada. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, who are you here for? The Vegas Golden Knights, Canada's team. Or as my friend last round would say, hey, Alexa. <laughs> Let's go. Well, yeah, hey. But listen, go. What do you got for me today, Cameron? Just go. What do you got? Well, I, I can't talk. Um, I can't walk. My, my ankles and my throat, I was icing them all night. Last night was off the charts. The city's just going from here to here to here. Um, and Vegas is rocking. It was unbelievable last night. I mean, from the, the, the minute they did the intros to the anthems. By the way, how great was it to hear a Canadian anthem? Like, with a full arena, right? Are you kidding me? And then yeah. I did my intro. I did my little bit. that I, I said, my name's Cameron. I'm from Canada. I cheer for the Golden Knights. And I'm not sorry. <laughs> uh, the crowd loved it. And we just rocked the house. Well, I was listening to NHL radio this morning, and my good buddy John Rosen was on there, L.A. guy, but was in Vegas, and he said, Vegas brought back the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. They were the first one, man. It's kind of what you're saying here, right? So that's that's another feather in the cap for the Golden Knights, I would say. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was a great article talking about how many Canadian guys play on the team. Uh, Four of them are from Quebec. It's always been, you know, since... The second game, I felt the Chicago Blackhawks were in town. They had 4,000 fans of the game, Rod. And since then, Vegas has been the hospitality city for the NHL. And the way they're able to turn it up, the way they're able to push it, the way they're able to take the experience. And, you know, it is like a nightclub in there sometimes. But the fans want it, right? The fans want them to be want to be pushed. And um, I, I'll be the first to admit, the, the first game I did back, I was sitting in the crowd and I was wearing a hazmat suit. With a, with, a, with a gas mask. The, 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 the video pans to everyone, and there I am sitting there, and I get up, I rip off the, the mask, and everyone's like, all right, let's go. It's it's go time. And I got so many really thoughtful notes after that because people were saying, you know, it wasn't about me, but it was about the idea that you're allowed to be have fun again, right? We're allowed to get into the allowed to be a little crazy. So, I mean, it was just electric. The goosebumps, if I'm ever down, I'll just think of that moment. Hey, so on your tweet the other night from that game, you had a picture of you and Leanne Horning Wright. I was with her brother, Brad Horning, just the other day. He's a Pats legend. His number's retired by the team. And I said, yeah, we had a mutual friend, Cam and I, your sister, Brad. He's like, oh, yeah, Cam, that guy's nuts. I'm like, he's been called worse, right, Cam? 
Well, you know what, Ryan? You know what? It comes back to that is the sense of community that sports, you know, and, and I'm, by the way, I'm so excited for the CFL because, I mean, when I think of the CFL, I was an eight-year-old kid sitting at the game with my dad. And I remember saying, I can get the crowd going like that guy. There was some guy in the crowd. And it brings people together in a really special way. And Vegas, like, there's fans from everywhere. And I've met friends from Canada, from Europe, and from all over the U.S. that have moved to Vegas and or fans visiting last night. I had people come up to me. They were like, hey, didn't you go to Bishop's University? I've seen you in Calgary, Edmonton. I've seen you in Red Deer. I've seen you in Brandon. And it just unites us in a really cool way. Unites. There you go. There's the plug with a K. Yes. Yeah. Coming to a game right away. When I yeah, we'll get you. When I think of the you and the CFL, I think of you splitting your pants at the 08 Grey Cup. But we're here to talk about we're here to talk about the Golden Knights here and uh, Tacona Powley in Winnipeg's watching. He says, Rod, not sure Vegas is my favorite team, but how about that flurry? Best and nicest guy in the NHL, my favorite for sure. Flower power, Cam. You said in your book you've got like a residency with the Vegas Golden Knights. So explain that first – or sorry, first explain some of the players for the Golden Knights that we're falling in love with on a nightly basis and how this came about, your relationship with them, please. Yeah, I I was – you know, I've been performing for years at events all over the place, and Kerry Bubolts, who's the team president, was in charge of the Cavaliers, and Johnny Greco, who's the head of entertainment, was with the Cavs at one point, and then they brought the team together – And they called me before there was even a logo and said, hey, do you want to come here? Because, I mean, let's be fair. No one had any idea that the team was going to be that good. And it was going to, you know, galvanize the city in such a, you know, cool way. Um, Obviously a tragic way at the beginning. But they booked me for 22 games at the beginning of the season. They even were about to offer me um, an exclusive contract. So I was there from the first exhibition game to the, you know, the powerful game on um, the 10th of October after the tragic shooting. And I've been I've been in people's homes. Uh, you know, I've met fans here from across North America. They have me to their homes to watch the games. I went to a friend's home the other day and I did laundry while I was there. And they made me a nice steak dinner. And I jumped in the pool after Vegas won. Everyone's like, you live here now? I'm like, I, I don't know. I should. Um, <laughs> Vegas is like a hospitality town, right? When you come here, people want to make you feel great. And uh, I think it's something that people have really bought into. Uh, Dan, the Jets fans watching in Winnipeg, he says, was Cam the guy that strips off T-shirts and throws them into the crowd? No, Cam is the guy that strips off T-shirts. It's <laughs> not was. Um, Darnell Theros, one of our great sponsors here, he sponsors the Rockstar of the Day every day. We have T-shirts that we give to our Rockstar of the Day. He says, we should have sent Cameron 10 Rockstar of the Day shirts for him to do his thing. We still can. We're going to the Stanley Cup Finals, so we can still do that, Dar. Uh, yeah, he is a fantastic. Well, I should run up and down the strip with them, Rod. I just go up and down the strip with them. You know, literally, get it? <laughs> That's yeah, absolutely. That's good. Um, I mean, am I, am I a college degree grad or what? Honestly. <laughs> Bishops, uh, Darnell, by the way, hey, Arash Madani was on here last week, and I mentioned the fact that you guys are both Gator alum. Um, where am I going here? There's a lot of comments have come in. Darnell, by the way, has recruited his nephew. He is a member of the. Uh, what do we call it? Knights Nation, Canada's team. Yeah, they're all buying merch up here for the Golden Knights. Mark Zosel in Melfort says, I wish I was in Vegas. How was the crowd? Were they jacked for the pregame intros? Yeah, they were. I mean, they did a new intro. That's the cool thing about Vegas is they don't just, you know, keep recycling, you know. Some teams do. Sure, every team does, but they didn't last night and they did a whole new intro. 
Uh, and then when the lights came down, everyone had these glow sticks and the Elvis head. And it was just Mark Chinook from, you know, obviously from Canada's the in-game host. And he's phenomenal. He gets the tone going. And what I love about it is the players like are always like, what are they going to do next? You know what I mean? The players are responding to what's happening, you know, in the stands. So, you know, uh, the crowd was electric. I mean, look, at the end of the day, there's, you know, this and all these hockey games, the playoffs, there's moments where the crowd is actually dead because they're so nervous watching the game. And when Montreal tied it up, the crowd kind of went, oh, oh, what happened? And then from there, you know, blew it off the, you know, I think the wave went around uh, 10 times. I've never seen that in Vegas. It was crazy. That's funny. Um, Kelly McCrimmon actually told me that. He says they've caught their players in a timeout going. Yeah. Did right. you see the one last, Rod, did you see the one last game? My my buddy, the night and I, we got the wave going and Robin Leonard started doing it. Did you see yes. that video? <laughs> yes, I did. And I saw you threw his hat on the ice too, uh, Leonard. He's he's something. But, t- you know, you mentioned what you're doing. The media has told me they're not allowed to be, be around the players at all. So I would assume this year you're not. But in the past, have you? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of just go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really, you know, I mean, I have no filter. I, I'll walk through the players like thing and say hi to Marsha so flurry. I love running into flurries. I, I don't know him that well, but when I've met him, he's just, he always loves to critique my dance moves at the, at the, uh, after the games. It's the funniest thing. He even has a quote in my book here uh, about how it keeps him going and, and, and laughing during the games. So I was like, Mark, Andre, you should be focused. Qu'est-ce qui se passe? La la, mon ami, you know? <laughs> um, way, by the way, your dance moves, 25 years you've been doing this, Cam, and you're still talking about your dance moves. Like, are you going to get some new ones? I wouldn't think after 25 years you're changing anything. Rod, here's the thing. I could go and become the best dancer. Nobody, nobody has any idea how hard it is to dance on stairs that go like this with 18,000 people watching you in 60 seconds and you got to hit hit it. You know what I mean? Uh, the last game I did, everybody danced now and I kind of showed my you know agility <laughs> on the stand. But otherwise, it's just about moving and getting people energized. Do you? Should do I it. do it? Can you do this, Cam? Like, have you got any of these? Show us some moves here. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. good. I've never done it before. Right no, no, no. I've never done it till now. I swear to God. Um, and now, Derek. By the way, let's do the chase with the CFL coming back. Am I going to finally do a right? Or a, come to Saskatchewan? Do a game? Talk to the powers that be, man. I, I, I can't believe that you haven't been here. But hey. The Rush Nation's coming back, by the way, and uh, the Saskatchewan Rush and their results. I know you're – that's where – we didn't meet there, but that's the last time I saw you in person was at a Rush game. You were right yeah. over my shoulder. Yeah. And that's the last time we felt something, right? Exactly. The funny. energy. Yeah, exactly. Um, hey, you mentioned your book. Do you have a copy? Do you want to hold it up and just talk about how that's gone? This book? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I happen to have a couple. Do you want to sign – I'll sign some for some of your guests if they want to – Want to do a little trivia thing? I'll, I'll give some to you, some of your uh, uh, viewers. That would be amazing. Yeah, Darren's I mean, like, yeah, uh, yeah. How's that? I love the book. I told you I couldn't put it down. I read it in just a couple of days. How's that gone for you? Well, it was a great idea to launch it during the pandemic and the U.S. election. I thought it was perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? November, December was really great. To be fair, uh, people were really into it. It was fun. January, February kind of went down. And then March, people's spirits were picking up. And I've done a lot of great events with it. And, you know, I, I, I said this to you guys a while ago, to, to you and Darren, like, I want to do a cross-Canada tour with this book. 
I want to bring cheer across Canada. I want to stop in every arena that I've ever been to uh, and, and kind of raise the spirits of Canada, you know, best I can. It's just, well, the best thing I would say is to follow you on social media and write you through there to get the book, correct? Or how would you suggest people purchase yeah, it? Yeah, go to CameronHughes.tv or, uh, you know, like I said, if you wanted to do any prize giveaways for your audience, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, hey, here we go. Darnell says, a rush game is where we can do the Rockstar shirts. They're big sponsors of the Saskatchewan Rush. Nah, I think Darren and I should hand deliver those t-shirts down to Vegas. What do you say? Yeah, I'm in for I that. Think I, I think we should then host a pool party together with all the Canadians, hey, guys. works for me. <laughs> exactly. I got, some, I got some great stories about Vegas pool parties, by the way, but uh, none yeah, that I've hello. had. Yeah, yeah, exactly, that I've made with you, Cam. Hey, uh, so you're going to be there through the rest of the playoffs? What's your skid? Well, you know, it's funny. It's kind of like gambling. You don't know what, you know, if they win, you stay. If they lose, you, you know, you take a break. Uh, I used to do a lot of NBA in between. So we'll see, you know, I'll be there on Wednesday and then I'll go take a pit stop somewhere and, um, and then, and see if they come back for game five or not. But yeah, yeah. I, I've been, basically they've said you're here for every game for the rest of the series. And if they make it to the next round. Oh, wonderful. Well, by the way, if you don't mind me spilling the tea on this, you mentioned that the president, Kerry Bubal, said to you, don't go dying on me. So, obviously... The first game, I was so excited. I mean, Ron, you know, we've chatted 459 days since I've done a game. And fans were like, is he... What's going on? What is he... What? Is he okay? (laughs) And the president grabbed me and says, don't die on me tonight. (laughs) Were you at another level? A higher level? Yeah. So I wasn't there last night because the crowd didn't need it. But the last three games, uh, I was at another level. I was just hanging off railings, throwing popcorn, jumping on people. People were lifting me up, throwing me in the stands. It was magical. (laughs) Um, Well, it seemed that way. I just, yeah. Well, I told Darren that was here for the Virgin opening, the, the Virgin Las Vegas Hotel, the new, it used to be the Hard Rock. So we had Richard Branson here. So I had to compete against him. So I had to really turn it up another level. Oh, I'm sure you won. But I said to Darren that I texted you. This is the relationship that Cam and I have. When there was the, the wave the other night, I texted him. I said, did you start the wave? Do you remember what you said? Uh, <laughs> don't ask dumb questions. You, you, you said, <laughs> is this a serious question? <laughs> of course he started yeah. the wave. <laughs> That's what it was. That's his job. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, are you hoping well, there's a... Because- you would never start the wave at four, you know, at three all uh, at the game like uh, against Colorado on the first Friday night. But they were winning by like three or four goals. And of course, the Vegas fans were, were, were you know, chirping on Twitter about, oh, I don't like the wave. I'm like, did you see how cool the wave looked last night when it went around mm-hmm. 10 times and they're up like by four goals? I mean, the crowd was like, that's, that's when you celebrate, you know? It was yeah. amazing. I, I saw some stuff on Twitter. They're like, the wave is stupid. I'm like, if you don't like the wave, you're a horrible person. How can you not <laughs> like the wave, right? Hey, last one. So you're full on Vegas. Yeah, so, you're, so you want a sweep to happen here? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I, grew, up, I, I grew up in Ottawa. My first j- jersey was a Bob Gating, number 23. I used to go to the forum as a kid. I obviously have a, you know, I, I love the Habs, but, you know, Vegas has truly been in my blood since day one. I've, I've been part of this community and, you know, it, yes, I get paid and I make a living doing this, but I, I truly love this team and I, I love that I've been able to be part of this community. And, you know, you guys, you've been here, you get it, right? 
and it's a whole other level. It is, but you wouldn't know unless you went. And hey, one more. He was in elementary school with Justin Trudeau, same grade. Any quick stories? (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about him once he lets me cross the border. Yeah, no kidding, right? Okay. Cam, thanks, buddy. We're a a case of poutine versus like a pool party or something in Vegas, you know? Yeah, well, he's he's not going to win, right? So you'll be collecting on that bet. Cam, love you, buddy. (laughs) Keep it up. Great to see you guys. Let's go. Let's go. Go Knights, Knights, everything. The great Cameron Hughes checking in from Sim City. Uh, He is the best. The best. And we got questions coming in on his book and so forth. So we'll answer those when we come back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. I'm back. (laughs) I'm strangling myself with headphone cord. Put the camera on him for a second. Come on. Over here. The bane of my existence. I know it is. Getting that thing all worked out. You you have no idea how much time we spend clipping them in and getting the cords in. It's like, you know, getting the uh, astronauts suited up to go to space. It's like you got to check every little. Well, the thing is, I don't sit here for two solid hours. I get up and run around. I went up and filled my water, and I yeah. get back in here, and I got to rewire myself. Anyways, <clears throat> that was a great interview with Cameron Hughes. Uh, I tell you, man, I'm getting my second vac shot next week. You get yours, what, Thursday, you mm-hmm. said? I might be making plans for us to go to the Stanley Cup final. I'm eligible on Thursday. I see no reason why I wouldn't go get it. Hey? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm eligible next week. Um, hang on one sec. Oh. There's some questions about Cameron Hughes' book. And I'm going to tell you, you want to read it. And it's called King of Cheer. We promoted it before. It's his story of 25 years, his story in this business of, of sports, where he's a professional fan. He's the first guy really doing it. He is this generation's crazy George, which he'll tell you. And it's stories of not just hanging out with LeBron James and Marc-Andre Fleury, like you said there, but going down to El Paso, Texas, to a... Western pro hockey league game and riding in a cab with a cow. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? And breaking his leg, falling off a rail, and how the Raptors almost fired him because he didn't listen to their rules. Like it's un, it's unbelievable. It's just a wild ride. And the way how you see how he talks, he's just like eh, all the time. Oh yeah. When you read it, that's you could. That's how you. It's hear like he's it. telling yeah. you that. Yeah, it's like that. It's so good. Energy. Um. Everybody's talking about the new arena name in Winnipeg. I, I get, I don't get caught up in arena names. Right? It doesn't really matter to me. A rink's a rink, but whatever. I can see how certain people do. Oh yeah. So as of this morning in Winnipeg, it's now Canada Life Center. No longer Bell MTS Place, and they used to call it the phone booth. So, from Ryan in. Uh, <laughs> New York, he says, considering Canada Life is a financial company, the nickname of the Canada Life Center should be the Winnipeg Point of Interest. I, 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 I get it. I just don't think it's funny. 
How about that? Canada Life is an insurance company, is it not? I thought yeah. it was. Yeah, I think so. So it's not rolling off the tongue just yet, Canada Life. But not quite. Somebody said the defibrillator. People were calling it the money pit. They'll come up with something. The Blue Jays are back in Buffalo to open a three-game series against the Yankees tonight. Toronto lefty Hinjin Rue is expected to take the mound today. And Jordan Montgomery is set to start for New York. The Jays are coming off a 2-1 loss to the Red Sox in Boston. They split four there. It's a 5:07 Mountain first pitch. The Lightning look to even up the Stanley Cup semifinal series when the Islanders visit Tampa tonight. New York took game one Sunday. Thanks to goals from Matt Barzell and Ryan Pulak. Uh, Habs defenseman Joel Edmondson says his team simply took too many penalties in their 4-1 loss to Vegas last night. He says the infractions gave the Golden Knights the momentum after the Habs put in a solid performance in the first period. Golden Knights up 1-0. Game 2 goes Wednesday in Sin City. Another star is set to be missing from the Nets lineup as Brooklyn looks to regain its series lead over the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA. Kyrie Irving won't play tonight after spraining his right ankle in Game 4 Sunday. The Nets will also be without James Harden, who hasn't played since the early minutes of Game 1 due to hamstring tightness. Two games on the schedule as Group F action gets underway at the Euros. Cristiano Ronaldo and Portugal will take on Hungary in Budapest in the opener. Later, Karim Benzema and France will face Germany in Munich. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca, and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha, order yours today at our... Uh, use the promo code RP Show and get 20% off. Go to the website, g2gbars.ca. I'm going to take a break now, Moose. All and right. when we come back, the full viewer takeover in overtime, okay? So get your comments and questions ready. I'd like to hear from some new people. And the Prairie Mobile text line is open as well at 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SaskTel mobility dealer. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live in 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. We call it Viewer Takeover, and that's where we are right now here in overtime. And Moose is with me, and we got a lot of topics on the table, Darren, as always. Oh, yeah. Golden Corral of Sports Talk here. Trevor from the 550 writes in regarding a nickname for the new Winnipeg Arena today, the home of the Jets and the Manitoba Moose, which is officially the Canada Life Center, which is not exactly electric, you know. New. Uh, he says, name for the arena, Trevor from the 550, the Adjustment Bureau. I see it. Sure, I have not heard anything better. The Canada Life Center. The hangar? For the yeah. Jets, well, yeah. they call it the hangar. They this call is, it that. Yeah. But not for Canada Life Center. The Canada Life Center. People are dying to get in here. That's true. <laughs> From the 780. It's not a morgue. 
<laughs> from Trevor. Well, just hang on. The Pats, one of the owners of the Pats, he's not anymore, but Todd Lombard, his family owns Spears Funeral Chapel. Yeah. <laughs> you go to Pats games and it's like, tonight's warm-up brought to you by, the warm-up brought to you by Spears Funeral Home. <laughs> Talk about setting a vibe. Oh, I know. Where's that? Let's, there it is. Let's get everybody excited for the game, eh? It's the warm-ups. Get up. Get out of your seat. It's the warm-ups for Spears Funeral Home. Anyway, Trevor. Hi, Rod. Love the show and so excited for the new CFL season. Planning rider road trips from Sherwood Park to Regina all summer. Any idea when the league will announce when non-season ticket holders will get a chance to buy tickets? Jumping the gun, I know, but have two years of fun to make up. Teaching my kids about Rider Nation. All the best, Trevor. Don't uh, know the answer to that. Yeah, I imagine it won't be until July. John from Edmonton from the 780 writes in, Rod, don't you think it's weird? Edmonton does not play PC or BC or Toronto at home. What's up with the 745 p.m. Mountain Standard Time kickoff games in Edmonton? I could like... <laughs> You haven't had games for 600 days, and now you're going to bitch about the kickoff times? Of course. Stop the world. <laughs> Stop the world. I want to get off. From Mark. What, what? Put the phone down. Step away from the keyboard. Ah, we haven't done the poll question, Clark tells me. All day? Poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who should win the Jack Adams Trophy as NHL Coach of the Year? And the finalists are Rod Brindamore, Dean Evason, or Joel Quenville. What do they got there, Moose? Uh, uh, Rod Brindamore at 50%. He's the, Brindy. Uh, the leader. That's the sentimental value. It is. I no, mean, and he's done a great job, too. No, he's They've all a, done a great job. A really tremendous job, but we love Rod Brindamore. The Hurricanes such a, do such a great job on their social media of getting inside the locker room and really building the brand of what that identity of the team is, right? And we love Brindamore for it. It seems like the players would do anything for that guy. So we love him. I think Quenville deserves it, what he's done in Florida. He's brought that team um, into the spotlight, moved him into the playoffs as a top team in the National Hockey League. Yeah, they couldn't get out of the first round, but they ran into Tampa. And they outplayed Tampa for a bulk of that series. Just ended up on the wrong side of some games. So, for me, I go with Quenville. Uh, I got to go with... I, I would have said Quenville, too. Honestly, he'd have my vote. But Brendy has a lot of... He's got a lot of fans around That's here. That's right. Campbell River, BC, I believe. But I know that he played for uh, the Notre Dame Hounds, Luther 8th, Amirgo. John in Edmonton watching on Facebook says, I'm not the only one in Edmonton wondering why we have to kick off at 7.45 p.m., Rod. Then this, the sun goes down at like 11 up there, doesn't it? Yeah, the summer. Like, yeah, what are, you, what are you worried about? <laughs> it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. William May in Lloydminster. Throw the phone instead of the pen at the end of the show, Rod. Remember that time I threw my shoe? Yeah. You almost hit me. <laughs> I didn't want to break the camera. I knew that you'd get out of the way. Cert- no, I knew that you'd 
survive. That's right. Even if I hit you. That's right. The camera might not survive. Um, oh, from Jeff Kibilis. I don't know about you, but I just about jumped out of my chair when White Cloud lit up Corey Perry. That was a physical game last night. Very physical game. Did you see Corey Perry spear Marc-Andre Fleury? I didn't see it. It was under a pile, and granted, it happened at lightning speed, but it still happened. Is that when he stacked the pads? Yes. The two pads stack was, first of all, awesome. The crowd in front and, and oh, yeah. Flurry, you can see there was a moment he, he's just like, I'm just going to lay down and stack my pads old school and uh, kept the puck out. But yeah, they were just trying to shovel that, push him right into the crease there. Oh, are you saying I might have over-exaggerated? It wasn't a spear? It looked, like a sp- it looked like a spear to me. They tried to shovel him into the net with the puck. They were trying to score the goal. I, I think it was well-intended. But Do you know how many times I tweet and then delete it a minute later? Watching the Golden Knights play? You know, it's funny. I had this conversation with Drew Koser off the Hosel podcast. And the Brent I, and Sutter I said, of the Prairie I'm pretty Gym. good. Positive. I'm optimistic. Yeah. I am, you know, very composed except on the golf course. I was telling him, like, it's the one place I lose all my composure. And that's you tweeting during a Golden Knights game. You are like a vault yeah. 99% of the time. When the Golden Knights are playing, you should just, they should deactivate your Twitter account. I lose my mind. Yeah. Drew Koser, the Brent Sutter of the Prairie Junior Hockey League. Is he still that? Mandy in Edmonton, she's getting it. She says, we're not allowed to say anything about the schedule. We have to be quiet and be thankful. LOL. (laughs) Now you're getting it. They're finally getting it, Darren. It only took two hours. Be happy. Be grateful. The CFL is playing for the first time in a year and a half. Don't bitch about kickoff times and who they're playing. Tomorrow, do you have anything else? That's No, I'm excited. I, a little confused, or not confused, but 14-game schedule and you're not going to play every team? That kind of gets me a little bit, but it'll be good. <clears throat> you too. I know. Uh, coming up tomorrow, the ageless and peerless Murray McCormick and a couple of TBDs, so tune in for that. Thanks today to Cameron Hughes, Charleston Hughes, Justin Dunk, all of you people, and we'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern. Because I thought I was going to see Cindy Lauper. And then I get there and she's nowhere to be found. You just got duped. I got, I got duped. Yeah. Hey, who wants to get duped by dupe? <laughs> For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.